Welcome to Season 2 of the Adult Children Voices Across America Speakers Meeting Podcast. You can attend this meeting live on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time using the Zoom ID 848-5208-0640, password 061120. For more information about adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families, visit adultchildren.org. The following speaker share from George L. was recorded on October 6th, 2022. Just to give you a quick background on myself, um, I, I do come from an alcoholic family. Mom and dad were both alcoholics. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I'm one of five kids. Mom was Roman Catholic. Dad wasn't. Uh, so I... I grew up uh, in a Catholic, you know, in a Catholic uh, background. Uh, I went to school, a Catholic school. I became an altar boy. I was this perfect kid. <laughs> and the reason I did that, uh, that was my behavior, was because of the insanity I lived in. Uh, as an adult today, I often say I grew up in a nut house. Um, and the reason I say that is, uh, my dad was so unpredictable in many ways. Um, he was an alcoholic, a very violent man, and he was a gambler. And I don't know what else, because he was hardly ever around. And my mom joined him in his insanity later on in her life. And, you know, I, there was no warmth in the family. I, I remember walking the streets of Brooklyn as a kid always wondering what it would be like to live in that house over there or that house. And, uh, and as a boy, I ran away. I ran away all the time, only to come back that night because I had no place to sleep. And um, anyhow, uh, we had an experience in my family where my dad, uh, he almost murdered my mother. He, he always beat the hell out of her. But this one night he stabbed her with a carving knife. And I bring this up because, because of many reasons. It was a trauma that I never realized the, the deep effect it had on me. And the shame I felt from my father's behavior. And because my father's picture was in, in every newspaper in the city. I had like five or six newspapers back then. And um, you know, he was going to go away to prison. They didn't know if my mom was going to live. So he would have been found guilty of murder. Anyhow, my mom wound up getting better. And uh, my mom never pressed charges. And the DA was furious. So they, my father just served time in jail. And that was it. Um, but when he came back to the house, it was different. My mom seemed to have assert more authority and we wound up moving and we moved out to Long Island and uh, I went to a public school for the first time and uh, that was that was a traumatic experience for me because they skipped me and I went into a, a class where I was two years uh, two years younger than everybody but academically I was I was uh, I could do more than the class I was in. I went from the sixth grade to the eighth grade. Anyhow, with that said, as a teenager, 
I always felt unsure of myself. I, I never had a, a self-image of myself as um, I, I, I thought I was ugly. I thought I was skinny. I was always nervous. Um, I had anxiety from the time I was a little boy. And, and I, I didn't even hardly know my own siblings. We all seemed to have, you know, just went our own ways, even in the house. There was just nothing there. And so when I graduated high school, I couldn't wait. I got a car and I couldn't wait to get out of that house. Now, it took three more years after I got out of high school to get out. I had to get married to get out of that house. I didn't have enough self-worth and self-esteem to just go out on my own. So I, I, I got married at 21 years old. And here's where the, now I have to say this, uh, one of the, um, the, one of the laundry lists, I always laugh. It says we either become an alcoholic or we married one uh, or we find another compulsive person to act out our abandonment issues. So I hit the trifecta. Uh, I myself became an alcoholic. I, I always swore I would never be like my father. And I wound up being just like my dad. And uh, I married a, a woman who was a codependent. And that marriage didn't let, of course, of the alcoholism, that marriage didn't last, but, you know, like uh, 10 years or whatever. Anyhow, I just want to, something happened in my 20s, my drinking got out of hand and I wound up coming into AA at 30 years old. And that was a miracle that I wound up in AA. I didn't even know I was an alcoholic. I just knew that my life had become unmanageable. I was loaded with fear and self-hate for my behavior. And the loneliness, the loneliness just almost killed me. So I come into AA, I straighten out my life. Uh, I was separated from that woman I was married to for about a year. And then she asked me to come back. And I did, I went back and I have remained sober ever since. I, that was 1976 when I went into AA. And I'm, I still go to those meetings. I haven't drank since, that's 40, 46 years ago. Anyhow. We stayed together about uh, we stayed together about another eight or nine years, and then in 1987 we divorced. And uh, this was something that I didn't want. I didn't want this divorce, but yet I went through with it, and it was a it turned out to be a big blessing in my life. And for this reason, it was my first introduction to. ACOA back in the 80s. ACOA was attached to Al Anon. And I always had this suspicion that my childhood, the family I grew up in, played a big part of my, the way I was living my life. That was an intuitive knowing. So I started going to these meetings and I realized, oh my God, yeah, I am an adult child. Now here's the difference between 1987, because I only stayed in that program about five years. And um, 
but I, and the reason I only stayed there five years because I was going to my AA meetings all the time and my life got very good. I stayed single. I did service in the program and I just love being alive. And I, I became an adventurer, a traveler. And I just, my whole life changed as a result of the 12 steps. So what happened is um, in the 90s, I, I met this woman, I remarried, and here's the, uh, I remarried a woman who was a, uh, a workaholic. I didn't know it at the time. And as the years went on in that relationship, we had no children. I have three children from my first wife. Um, we started to live like brother and sister. And the loneliness step came back in. And, and in uh, 2015, I made a, a major decision in my life. I was going to leave New York. And my wife and I amicably, amicably divorced. We split the assets. And in the interim, while I was waiting for, to leave New York, my to wrap up my job and my businesses, I met this young woman and I fell in love with a young woman who was much younger than I was. And it didn't work out. The relationship did not work out. And uh, when she broke off with me, I went in. It reminded me of being abandoned by my mother. And here's the difference. I was sober. I went to, into therapy right away. And in two sessions, the therapist recommended that I go to this program called Adult Children of Alcoholics. I said, oh, yeah, I remember. I did that back in the 80s. So she gave me a meeting list, and I found this meeting in Huntington, New York, the West End group. And the moment I walked out, now the difference is they separated themselves away from Al-Anon, and they were just a standalone program. They had their own literature, their own big book. And when I read the laundry list, it answered a whole lot of problems. For, uh, it answered a whole lot of questions I had as it relates to my emotional state. So I joined that group. Uh, we went through the yellow book. It took a year. We went through that book. I had, I worked with another fellow traveler, went through the book with him. And then I moved and I moved down to Charleston, South Carolina, which is where I live today. And the changes that have come over me as a result of the 12 steps in, in the ACA program are profound because it was, it's an emotional sobriety that I have today. And, you know, I found out, yeah, that I was codependent also. And when, when, when someone read the solution before, one of the sentences in the solution that always got me when I, it even gets me today when I read it, but when I first read it, what was read to me, it says, the healing begins when we move out of isolation. Feelings and buried memories will return. And boy, do they return. And uh, but by gradually releasing the burden of unexpressed grief. Well, that was a key piece of the recovery for me 
is that I never realized all my life I had been grieving the losses of my childhood, my teenage years, and even many years of adulthood, which were really just more acting out as a, as a teenager. So today I live my life so different as a result of uh, ACA. Uh, I, I learned what I learned about myself is is that um, all my reactions to what happens to me in life triggers we call them really are just buried memories from the past that I haven't been resolved. And by going through the yellow book, it, it allowed me to exhume those memories talk about them with someone else. And, and by the way, I was in therapy at the same time. I was in therapy for about a year and a half. And I, I used to tell my, my buddies, uh, my fellow travelers in my ACA group, I'm paying all this money and I'm spending half the time there crying. Well, I find, this is what I find out, is all those tears were just the way my soul was expressing all the hurts that I didn't have words for yet. I couldn't identify. And that's what working through the yellow book has allowed me to do. It's allowed me to identify these feelings. And I, you know, I don't, I'm not terrorized by them anymore. And I don't live by my feelings. You know, I find out that they're not facts. They're not facts. And I don't have to condemn myself for how I feel. And uh, so when I moved down, I moved down to Charleston in 2016. I, I, the first thing I did when I moved down here, I, I lived in a furnished uh, room. I found an AA group to belong to and there were no ACA meetings down here. So what I did was I contacted uh, World Service and they hooked me up with some meetings out in Arizona. Uh, they were doing Zoom meetings. And I went to a couple of ACA retreats out in Arizona, Arizona and New Mexico and California. And I really got immersed in this program. And it, it's amazed, I'm amazed that how much the information in that red book has given me that my AA blue book didn't give me. And, and, and it's still, I still consider my AA group the mothership. And I'm still committed to my AA group. You know, I belong to a group and I'm very active in it. But being an ACA has really changed me. And I, I want to talk about that change. Um, going through the steps, making amends to my children for my behavior. And... It, I wind up, I have three adult, I have three children who are adults today. And two of them, my two oldest daughters, uh, really got the brunt of my alcoholism, active alcoholism, and then those early years of recovery in AA. And I was able to make amends to my children. And in the process of making amends, I always said to them individually, did I leave anything out? I gave them the opportunity to give me feedback of their perception 
of what I had just shared with them. And I, I'll tell you, that has helped me so much to, to unravel the knots in the past. I called all those behaviors knots. And today I'm a free man as a result of that. And I, I can live life today. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I go through my prayer and meditation like I've been doing for all these decades. And I've added one other thing to my repertoire in the morning. And I recommend this to anybody who's in this program. This book, <laughs> this book is incredible. It's the page a day, Strengthening My Recovery. And I picked out two. Uh, I, I have it in the book, but I also have it in Kindle. And so I, I'm on my iPad a lot. So I go to the Kindle and I read the uh, Strengthening My Recovery. And they, there's, a, there's a, a place there that allows you to bookmark it. And I, so I want to read two of the bookmarks that I continue to incorporate into my life, which has brought me tremendous amount of serenity. You know, it's funny. Most of the things I've learned in ACA, I was taught back in kindergarten. <laughs> one of the big things in kindergarten in the Catholic school I was in was they were on the blackboard, there was this big sign that said, M-Y-O-B, mind your own business. And it, I had to become an adult to learn that. I, I had to learn that in ACA. Anyhow, I mentioned that uh, back in May, one of the readings in the month of May was, on this day, I know that if I do not create a problem, I am not responsible for its solution. I focus on myself. And that's basically what these 12 steps have taught me. They've taught me to clean up the past and to practice self-love and self-parenting. What I didn't get from my parents, I can give to myself. And I do that today. And then the other reading that I picked out was from the month of June. It said, on this day, I will remember that when I choose to let go and not involve myself where I don't belong, I am creating stronger boundaries for myself, which is just another way of saying when I mind my own business, that's an act of self-love. I don't have to jump into other people's problems. And that has become very strong in me today. Um, I speak when spoken to, and I, I, I don't offer advice to anybody. I don't even offer advice to my children. And the, and the rewards I get from that are that my, my children who are adults today call me every once in a while and ask me, hey dad, can I borrow your ears for a while? And, and they'll share with me whatever the burden is they're carrying. And, and I don't give them feedback unless they ask me. That's the only time I'll, I'll, I'll make a comment on them, uh, to them. So uh, in conclusion, what I've learned from the Yellow Book, the Red Book, from the meetings, from my fellow travelers, is to practice the art of self-love as opposed to any codependent behavior. Um, I'm not in the rescuing business anymore. I got out of that business. 
and and I'm as a as a matter of fact, I'm very happy today. I uh, I still live alone. I travel a lot. I've been in 31 countries. I've been in 41 states, and I consider myself an adventurer. I I just love meeting people. I love to listen to people, and. Uh, that's my life today. And I'm so glad I, I, this relationship with the higher power has so empowered me to be the man I've aspired to be all my life. I, I just never knew that. I, I never had uh, the tools. Um, we, we call in AA, we call the 12 steps a design for living. And basically the 12 steps in ACA are, are a design for living for me. As long as I stay involved, stay involved in the program and stay out of other people's business. Um, I get a lot of rewards from that. So, uh, so I thank you people for asking me to come here and share with you tonight. Uh, I had a rush home from my meeting to get here and to scramble uh, to find out the, the passcode and everything. But here I be, and, uh, and if nobody told you today that you are loved, I love you. So thank you. <laughs>